Welcome to God's Kingdom Outside the Box. I'm your host, Jim Vince. And in today's episode, my guest and I continue on with uh, discussing a theme you're getting accustomed to. For those of you who've been uh, following this podcast, uh, you know I talk a lot about dreams and visions. And really the theme of this podcast is about connecting to God in ways that might be considered more mystical. You know, dreams, visions, seen in the spirit, angelic encounters, things of that nature. Uh, And my guest, I'm really excited for you to hear her today because I think what she demonstrates is is something about faith uh, that I that uh, I hope has been coming out in these episodes, and I hope will continue to come out. And that's this: that faith is really about our response to God's word in our life, and and sometimes it may even be less connected to actual belief about that word because sometimes we're uh, interacting with God and we don't even know it. We're hearing his word and being directed by him and we don't even know it. And I, you know, oftentimes tr- uh, have tried to connect uh, our maturing in Christ to uh, our growth in faith. But yet I see in my guest today, Molly, um, as a new believer, young in the Lord, untrained in ministry, you know, she was led by the spirit of God. And sometimes she understood what God was saying. Sometimes she was seen in the spirit and seeing things. And other times she was just reacting uh, to the situation that was going on around her. But then later would, as she matured and grew in Christ, would be able to connect the dots to the revelation coming out of scripture that, hey, that's how I was operating back in this situation. And so I hope you'll stick around and listen to the podcast today because I think you're going to be really encouraged. God just wants us to know that If we will walk in his ways, we'll seek his face and do our best to hear his heart and understand his voice in our lives. He will draw us into engagement with his kingdom. So let's be open before him. Let's repent before him when we know we've sinned. Let's stay clean and let the Lord guide our lives. And I think you're going to be encouraged by what Molly has to say. So I just want to start by giving a heartfelt thank you to everyone who's listening and who's joined us us today. I have a special guest on uh, today's podcast, Molly Hicklin. And Molly and I got uh, hooked together through a former guest, Chris Bender. Some of you may have uh, listened to that episode talking about seeing in the spirit. Well, Chris referred Molly uh, to me and we made connection last week and and had a chance to talk and I was just uh, very inspired blown away uh, just absolutely thrilled with uh, her testimony and the things that the Lord has been doing in her and leading her in and and it was a perfect fit for what the theme of this podcast is about so Molly, I, I want to thank you for joining me too. I don't take your time for granted. I know you're busy. Uh, and so I just thank you so much for being here and taking the time. Um, before we get going, I, I wanted to just have you take a moment to introduce yourselves to the listening audience. Could you tell us who you are, where you are, what you do?
So, Molly, there's there's a lot of things you and I talked about uh, the last time we talked a, a week or so ago that I wanted or was hoping that we'd get into today. But before we do, I, I wanted to just ask a few questions. Um, how old were you when you gave your heart to the Lord, when you, when you committed your life to Christ? What was your age? 26. Okay. So be, before you gave your heart to Christ... Were, would you have considered yourself a spiritual person? Uh, did you notice things in your life that seemed to be spiritual in nature? Or were you just pretty much going through life, maybe ignoring God or, or not very aware of his presence? How would you describe, you know, your, your pre-Christ years? Okay. And, and when you came to Christ, you said you were 26. Uh, how did that happen? Was, uh, you know, were you watching TV and you saw something on TV or was there somebody who, who showed up in your life and led you to Christ? I mean, what, what happened in that process?
Mm-hmm. So you you were. It's it sounds to me like maybe I mean would you would this be an accurate description that you were a person who by other people's observations you coming to Christ was a shocker totally unexpected yeah yeah because uh, as you're as you're telling as you're telling this story I I think of a friend uh, who I haven't seen them in a long time. Uh, but many years ago, and she, uh, she was the sweetest person, you know, just full of God's love and joy and uh, amazing prayer warrior and intercessor. And when I found out about her past, I was completely shocked, you know, she had been a drug addict and 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 it's like you you, that, you were like that and it was just so foreign to think about her uh being in the world in that way because of the transformation you know that god had had brought about in her life you know so it's it's amazing god's mercy is for everyone you know and and he transforms and 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 we become totally new creations in him you know Yeah. Mhm. Well, you know, speaking of dreams, uh I I don't know if when you were actually going through these these things that happened after you came to Christ, if you were aware or thinking that, oh, God's speaking to me, or if you were just responding to your dreams or what. But you, you had shared a dream with me when we last talked about uh, it, it was someone in Walmart and that you needed to talk to. Can you Can you tell me about that dream?
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the thing that's cool about that is, and and I just pray that more people will come to realize this is that, and it's throughout the scripture. God uses dreams. He quiet. It says something to the effect of He quiets a man's heart, speaks to him in the night vision. You know, God speaks to us, and you 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 had that dream and i can't remember if you said you thought it was god or you were just surprised by the fact that you saw this girl the next day but you reacted to it you know you responded to it you said wait a minute you were in my dream last night and god wanted to deliver you and you got to pray in her life and you and you may not even have prayed it sounds like for uh, perhaps casting out demons and stuff but still god d- did that and delivered her just like he shared that he wanted to do through the dream and i just think that's amazing because i i i tend to think uh of these kinds of encounters and gifts and things like that of the spirit as being something that comes to us through maturity in christ and and i do believe there is an importance to growing up in Christ and becoming mature and, and growing in authority and power and things like that. But I'm just struck by the fact that really, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. And that word comes to us in the form of scripture, but it also comes to us, I believe, in the form of dreams and visions and, and revelation that comes to us internally. And when we respond in obedience to that word, you know, God's power goes forth. That's what I'm struck with uh, by that by that dream and and testimony. Now, you you were also sharing some other stuff. Uh, let me see if I can remember correctly, uh, and then at some point you just take it away. You had a friend. You, you had a friend who operated in in revelation and and dreams and visions and words of the lord and things like that she got a word for a girl who was at a bar yeah so she she got this vision or, or dream and you and her decided to go to the bar and talk to this girl and I want you to share that story, but the, th- the thing that also strikes me about this story is it sounds like this encounter with this girl was kind of a launching pad to a, to a, lar- a longer-term ministry. <laughs> this bar kind of became a, a ministry ground for you guys, and, and so you went back at other times and had some encounters with the Lord and, and leading people to Christ and things of that nature. Uh, is that right? Yeah, so let's let's start with that story about that girl, and can you, yeah, tell us what
Before you be, before you go on, I wanted to ask you some questions about that. So when when you're seeing, you said horses and chariots and an, and an angelic army. Like, were you seeing? How how? What did it look like? What did it feel like? Uh, you know, were were you seeing like literal beings, or were you seeing in your mind's eye? Uh, can you just describe that maybe in a little more detail? I'm just fascinated by open visions, and and it's one thing I've been asking to lo the Lord to release to me is is open visions in a, in a similar way. So I'm just curious as to what it looked like and how it felt. Like how clear was it, and, and how much detail, you know. And you could see them in detail. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, I understand. Uh, it, it, it makes me think of, uh, I, I had this, now, for me, and, and I've been making this point throughout most of the episodes of, of my podcast, that seeing and hearing are two sides of the same coin, that, that when we're talking about seeing in the spirit, uh, it, it could it, seen in the spirit really boils down to revelation, you know, and our perception of a revelation that's coming from God, and and it could be in the form of a visual vision or dream. It could be, 
you know, hearing words in our in our mind, or sometimes even possibly literally hearing words uh, that God speaks to us, and then in the form of of a hunch, you know, or revelation that jumps out of the scripture. You know, you you read in the scripture, and and I've described this experience many times, and I've had it where the words just seem to leap off the page, you know, and and revelation and understanding comes to me. All those are aspects of of seeing in the spirit. And I, but I've been asking the Lord for a long time, uh, you know, Lord, can you show me what it's like? Can you teach me about how to see with my physical eyes and see in the spirit in, in that way, you know, if it be your will. And I, I had a dream one night, uh, and this was just a dream. This was not a waking moment or a waking vision, but I w- it was a dream. And in the dream, I was with a group of people and as I'm standing there with the group of people, I notice on the outside of the group standing with us is a lady and she's, she's talking, but nobody can see her or hear her except for me. And she, she looks at me and shrugs her shoulders, you know, and, uh, it, it, it was, and in the dream, I knew I was seeing her in the spirit, you know? And so when I woke up from that dream and, and was just kind of pondering on it, I thought actually that, that may be, how it looks and feels when it happens to people in the natural, you know, and I, over the years, I've come to understand that dreams are another form of God's language to us. And it's really important for us to, to learn the symbolism and the language that he's using with us. Uh, one thing might mean something to, to one person, but something different to another, or maybe not even anything at all. So I think there's aspects of that dream language that's personal to each of us. And then there may be symbolisms and things like that, that uh, are more universal or more common uh, understanding for more people. But uh, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that I began to recognize that in the language that God was speaking to me through my dreams, that this was his word over me, that he was going to open up uh, the aspect of seeing in the spirit with my physical eyes. And so I'm just standing on that. It hasn't happened yet. Um, I, I have had some amazing encounters, um, but but not seen with my physical eyes yet, you know. But I just uh, I just proclaim that word over my life and declare how I want to live from God's word and what he says about me. And I believe he's saying to me that he's going to open that up to me. And uh, and I will at some point see, but I'm still waiting for that. So that's why I'm fascinated with what you went through and, and what you're seeing, because I just I'm so hungry for it and, and want to understand um, and, and I know there's elements of faith to it. It's not just about what I can see and believe in my mind. There, there's faith, but faith comes through an aspect of his word to us. And for me, that was a word to me that I'm standing on and holding on to. So anyways, that's why I wanted to ask you a, a little bit more about it. But go ahead and continue on in your story. So you're seeing this angelic army.
so by fallout, you mean these people are falling out all over the ground? Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that, that reminds me of a time where a friend and I, uh, oh, I had met him at this conference that came to the city I live in in Colorado Springs. And I'd taken some time off of work uh, so that I could go to the conference. And it was a healing conference. And in the morning and evenings, there would be uh, services, you know, preaching and stuff like that. But during the afternoon, uh, the group would break into small teams and, and just ask the Lord to lead them around the city of Colorado Springs where they could go pray for the sick. And, and I've shared this in a different podcast, so I won't get into too much detail, but enough to give you context. Uh, basically... Uh, we got to, a, we felt like, uh, this friend and I, we felt like we were supposed to go to one of the, the malls in town, and he got a phone call, and so we were sitting in the car in the parking lot, and while we were sitting there, I um, I just went to prayer, and I just said, Lord, you know, I, I, I was very uncomfortable in these kinds of situations, so I just really, I was just trying to step out and learn and grow and get over my fear you know, fear of man, whatever it might be. And so, but I was just asking the Lord, can you just, is is there somebody specific here that you would lead us to? And I had a vision as I was praying of a muscular man in a red shirt, right? So we go in and um, we, you know, we can't find this guy. We're at the food court. We pray with another lady who had a terminal illness. And then uh, I had to use the restroom and I come out of the restroom and standing across the 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 food court is my friend and he's he's waving me down he and standing next to him is a muscular guy in a red shirt (laughs) so so uh, 
So uh, we we talked with him and he and we explained, hey, you know, we're in this conference about praying for the sick and and while we were praying and waiting on the Lord to show us uh, what to do, I uh, had a vision of a man in a, a muscular man in a red shirt, and so you know we just wanted to see if that's you and and pray if we can. And he he just looked like a, a deer in the headlights, you know. Um, he he was astounded, and and he's like, oh my gosh. He said just yesterday I was in a a water skiing accident, and I fractured multiple bones in my face, and I'm really scared. And um, and so we we prayed over him and. And this is where I probably could learn to, to grow better in, in ministry. Um, you know, I, I just prayed, you know, as I felt led to pray for healing. I didn't ask him if he knew Christ or tried to lead him to Christ, and maybe I should have. Um, but but I did think, and, and this is what reminded me of it, what you said, is that girl, you know, you didn't get a chance to pray with her, but she knew God was thinking of her that night. And that's how I felt with this guy, that regardless of, what happened later, at least he went home knowing that God was thinking of him and aware of his situation, you know. And uh, so sometimes it's just important for us to to step out. And even if we make mistakes and we, you know, we walk away, like I walked away from that situation feeling like, ah, oh, I, I probably didn't take it far enough and Lord, I'm sorry and help me just learn and grow by this so next time I, I do it better and more completely, you know. Um, but it, but at least uh, because of our obedience and waiting before the Lord and stepping out in faith, you know, we found that man and uh, or God brought him to us and and he left that mall knowing that God was thinking of him and you know and so we were able to just pray further. God, you know, solidify your word in his life, protect it, don't let that seed be stolen from, you know. Uh, stolen by the enemy and just work it in his life to to lead him to Christ, you know. And so I don't know what you like. Like I said, I don't know what happened to that guy, but uh, that's what I think of when you're talking about this girl who's running away. So, so anyways, these people are falling out all over the place, and you guys are moving around praying for them. Uh, any anything else happened that night that's significant?
Right. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking that very thing, you know, about childlike faith. Jesus was so wise, you know, when he when he said, you know, unless you become like a child, you, you know, you can't even see the kingdom. And he instructed us for a specific reason to maintain childlike faith because a child just believes, right? They don't have any, it's, it's as they grow older and, and they start experiencing disappointments and, and what might to them feel like a betrayal of confidence or whatever, you know, it's as we grow older that we start to doubt more, you know, and, and the, the thing that strikes me about the child is they just believe you know, they just, you tell them there's a Santa Claus and they just believe it. You know, there's, there's such an innocence there. And, 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 you know, Jesus isn't telling us to believe in Santa Claus, but he's saying, believe in my word, believe in my character, believe in, in my heart for you and my love for you. And, and as we begin to, to operate in that childlike faith, you know, uh, things click in the heavenlies and powers released and, 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 you know, we, we we spend so many years of our lives being indoctrinated in this idea that reality is based around our, our five physical senses, you know, touch, taste, sight, hearing, smell. And um, and we do, we, as we grow older, we kind of lose that childlike innocence. And so we've got to ask the Holy Spirit how to get that back and, and operate as, as a child. And and so that's why, even though some of the things that I've encountered and have experienced, uh, I haven't told people some of the things just because of it's just so wild. But at the same time, it's like, no, I mean, I, this was real, you know. And like a child, I just, I just know it happened, you know. I know I believe it. And anyway, so there's something to be said about that, you know. So part of our, part of our, yeah, you know, and in, in, in and I'm not saying, like, for example, that guy in the mall that I prayed for, the red shirt, muscular guy. I, I've, uh, I have come to, to peace with how that all went down. Uh, and, and I mostly bring up the questions, you know, should I have taken it further? Just as a, a staging point to say, hey, I want to learn and grow, uh, you know, with each experience and, and get stronger and get better and and. and you know, so I think there's things we can learn from mistakes, and maybe they, you know what I mean, and and but we don't have to beat ourselves up around the mistakes. You know, we're in a process of maturing and growing, and um, but maintaining that childlike faith is key. And uh, I don't know how else to say it. I I understand it from a place of revelation that God brought to me about it, and so hope hopefully 
hopefully how I've described it makes sense, but just hang on to that childlike faith. Go back to it if you need to. Uh, just believe like a child. And, and again, you're not just making blind leaps of faith. Uh, faith is really very reasonable when you consider the fact that God's speaking and that you can trust his word and that he's a good and good father. Uh, we, we can reasonably trust and, and, and respond to him in faith, you know? Yeah, well, and, and the thing the thing about him giving Christ in the way that he did, I, I I think it's in Romans. It may be Ephesians. I I don't remember, but actually maybe it's Ephesians where where it Paul says that what Christ did re- redeem things both in heaven and in earth. Okay, and and so. When I read that, the revelation that came to me through that that scripture is that God has reunited. He's reunited heaven and earth through what Christ did. You know, there was there was sin in in the heavens and that was Satan's rebellion, you know? And and God redeemed even that situation through what Christ did. So what Christ did was not just for human beings to be saved. It was to reunite together heaven and earth. And and this is God's plan going forward throughout the the age to come is a new heaven and a new earth, you know, being united together, and and us actually living with Christ, you know, in in His holy place, you know, here on earth, when all that stuff's recreated and remade, and uh, so there there is a unity that was lost in the garden. Uh, when when Adam and Eve sinned, you know, they lost face-to-face relationship with Christ. And, you know, God restored that through what Christ did and gave us the ability to engage God's kingdom uh, again, you know. He restored it, <laughs> restored heaven and earth, created that unity. I believe that with all my heart. may not be describing it real good, but it, I believe it.
Well, God is, God is pretty amazing. I, I, you know, you've experienced it, Revelation, where just knowledge comes. Sometimes, I mean, if you didn't know it was the Lord, you would like be, what, what, where is this coming from? You know, this is such wisdom and, and, and revelation. And, you know, we know it's coming by the spirit of God. And I just get blown away when the Lord speaks to me. I, I hear his voice in many different ways and I'm always, uh, I'm always blown away by it when it happens, you know. Uh, I, I remember I, I was leading, a, I used to lead these summer, we called it Summer Service of Training or Summer School of Training, SST. It was a, a ministry within the Youth of the Mission Center that I worked with, a Christian missions organization. And uh, in the summer, uh, for about, I don't know, two or three summers, I, well, longer than that, four or five summers, I worked with the program, but for two or three of those summers, I actually led it. And we would get hundreds of high school kids coming from all around the United States, some from even out of the country, from other countries, who would come to Texas where we were located, and they would go through this three-week training program where we would spend a week and a half in the classroom, you know, teaching them about sin and repentance and uh, intercessory prayer and, you know, just very foundational things to the Christian faith. And, and, uh, then we would work on, um, what we call child evangelism with clowns and puppets and things like that. And another group would work on little skits and dramas. And then we'd go to Mexico, right. And, uh, and perform in the churches or streets and use it as a drawing point to then share the gospel with people. And I, I remember, uh, I remember in this one town, there was a man. Well, we had a we had a church service, and uh, I think I preached that night, and then some of the students gave testimonies, and we had a translator, you know, so that's how the people were understanding what was going on. And uh, four gang members that night came forward to be saved to give their hearts to Christ, and uh, it was it was pretty awesome. And in the the church that uh, I was working with, not not the Mexican church, but the United States church, the group of young people who had come as a youth group to our program, uh, they came from a church who didn't believe in the gifts of the spirit, in, in the move of the spirit. And that day we had had intercession times together and the kids were getting visions and of, of things that were going to take place in the church service. And we were just watching it all unfold. And it was hilarious because people were coming forward for healing and they were getting healed one right after the other. And the, and the students had no expectation whatsoever what was going to happen. And so they're just bursting into tears every time someone got healed, you know, just on, you know, like, did this really just happen? And they watched it happen right in front of them. Well, there was this, there was this man, the, the service was winding down and the pastor got up to, uh, to, to close the service. And, there was a man I noticed standing next to me, and I could see that his his eye was um, injured. And uh, I spoke Spanish, and so I leaned over and whispered in Spanish to him and asked him, you know, what was up with his eye. And he was blind in that eye; he couldn't see. 
And so I said, would you like prayer? And he said, yes. And so even though the pastor was on stage kind of winding the service down, I, I grabbed a couple of the kids and I, I said, come over here, let's let's pray for this man. And I explained to them what had happened. When he, was a, when he was a boy, it was a fishing accident where somebody cast a line in the hook, um, caught him in his eye and, and, and damaged it. And uh, we began to just pray for him. And as we're praying, he begins to weep. And he's like, I can see, I can see, I can see, I can see, <laughs> you know. And, I'm, and, you know, me full of faith, I'm standing there going, yeah, right. Are you sure you can see? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just, you know, sometimes things happen at, you know, I believe, but yet I don't believe. And, and the Lord help my unbelief. And uh, I forget what we were just saying that made me think of that. But, uh, man, just God is so good. And he uses us in our weakness and in our lack of faith, you know. It's just all based around his word. We had a word. You know, we were being led by the Holy Spirit to engage this man in the Spirit and by the Spirit. And God was moving in spite of our lack of ability to, to process that and say, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So, so Molly, uh, I want to respect your time and and uh, not keep you from your duties at your store. But before before we wrap this up, is there any is there any testimony stories um, that we haven't talked about that really stand out to you that you feel like you you would want to share with the audience?
for the for the sake of the listeners who don't know what you're talking about about the burning bush, can you just summarize that really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I, that I felt that tension with that youth group that I was just telling you about in Mexico, knowing that they came from a church that didn't believe in the power of the spirit and the, the moves of the spirit. But yet it was amazing to me because, uh, and, and I wasn't trying to force anything on these on these students and and nor was the staff that worked with me and we said you know what we believe you can hear God's voice and if you if you yield yourself to him you know we're not going to force anything but if you yield yourself to him uh why not just give it a try and see what he does you know so we would go into intercession and 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 um and the way we did intercession back then we would just spend some time preparing our hearts confessing you know to ourselves, not to the group, but confessing sin and repenting and just getting our hearts clear. And then we just wait upon the Lord, you know, and um, and then we'd go around the group and share. OK, well, did God say anything? Did you see anything? You know, any what what thoughts came to your mind while we waited before the Lord? And these kids who come from this church that didn't believe in these things started sharing puzzle pieces, things they'd seen or heard that when you put it all together, a picture began to emerge uh, of 
of what God was saying and wanting to do in the service that night. And then we'd go into the service and we would see the exact thing. Like, for example, uh, one student in prayer time, they, they saw a rose, a red rose, and, and it started to wilt and close up, but then it opened up again. All right. Okay. So what, what does that mean? And somebody had, had a revelation. They said, I don't know why, but I just feel like the Lord showed me that there's going to be a woman uh, at the service tonight who uh, has had a struggle with drug addiction and God wants to touch her. So we go into the service and sure enough, one of the ladies that comes forward to pray is a, is a drug addict who, you know, wants to give her heart to Christ. She's wearing a, a bright red dress, right? And and the students are putting it all together. This is the red rose that we saw in that vision. Uh, you know, and the other student who gave the word about God wants to minister to a drug addict, you know, and she gave her heart to Christ. And so these, it was amazing because these students were just seeing things unfold before them as the Lord showed them. And, and so they were being you, even though their theology didn't necessarily have the room for miracles and moves of God and hearing God's voice in that way. Yet God was still doing it for them, you know, because he, he loves them so much and wanted to show them the reality of who he was. And it's, it's funny because, you know, we'd be praying for people in the service who are either giving their hearts to Christ or getting healed. And, and the, the people being prayed for are in tears and the people who are praying for them are in tears. Everybody, you know, was in shock at what was going on. It was it was awesome. Yeah. So, well, Molly, uh, I know there's lots more we could talk about. I, I've got notes here from our last conversation, but I think we'll we'll go ahead and and wrap it up here. Uh, I again thank you so much for for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories. I I very much appreciate you inspire me to go deeper in faith and uh, so I, I just bless you in Jesus name. Thank you so much. You've been listening to God's Kingdom Outside the Box. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. I'd love to hear your comments, your questions about what we talked about today. And also let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to cover in a future broadcast. You can email me at jim at jimvince.com. And you can also leave me a voicemail from the show notes. And that's it. I'll talk to you next time.